0: I want to talk more about the very beginning because it's always easy to, you know, right now, like, oh, look at her.
1: She's so successful. But I'm sure it was not always like that. Let me tell you, it was very, very hard. Nobody really sees, like, your struggle. They see, like, oh, you know, what you put on Instagram and the mm-hmm. nice photos, but they don't see, you know, the process. I do believe that if you do want to be successful at something you're so passionate about, that is all you think about. My friends are like, oh, let's go party. Let's go this. I was like, oh, no, I want to paint. And it was mm-hmm. just literally a free painting that was going into a restaurant. I got knocked out so many times. At first it was very difficult knocking on these doors and getting rejected because I would get rejected. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to love your art. People would tell me like, oh, you know, that that's okay. Like there's so many artists, you're gonna be broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't really turn out that way. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. It is me,
0: your host, Coco, a.k.a. Cornelius Slinsky, and I'm so grateful that you're spending your time with me because I know how valuable your time is, and I'm not taking it for granted. And whenever I'm bringing on guests to my show, I want to make sure they can provide value and just share their journey, and hopefully they're going to inspire you to follow your own dreams the way they followed theirs. So in today's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Laura Chirino. Laura is actually a friend of mine here in Miami and she is a super talented artist. And I wanted to bring her on so she can share her journey of literally turning her passion into a business. Because I know a lot of us are passionate about something and we are maybe creatives, but sometimes creative people don't know how to turn that passion into a business. So I wanted to have her on so she can kind of guide you through her journey and share her tips and tricks when it comes to being an artist and getting your name out there. She is such a sweetheart. I love her energy. I love her drive. I love her ambition. And she's such a good friend and supporter. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode. And please make sure to leave a five-star rating and review if you enjoy the show. Share it with a friend you know, you know the drill. Okay. Before we get into the episode, you guys know that I love to read your reviews. Today we're going to read, let's see, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to read a short and sweet review from Adele 773. Great podcast, inspiring, positive, motivating, and fun. That's all I want to do for you guys. I want to inspire you. I want to leave a positive note in your life and I want to motivate you to follow your dreams. And obviously a little fun because we got to have some fun in life. You know, you can't take life too seriously. What my goal is with this episode is to motivate you to follow that passion, follow that dream and turn it into your reality, okay? Without further ado, let's hear from Laura. Laura Chirino, Laura welcome Chirin. to <laughs> I love it. Welcome to Bougie Best Friend
1: Podcast. Oh, what an honor to be here. Let's just start with the basics. Where you're from, where you grew up. Well, thank you for having me. I know that we've been wanting to do this for quite some time, but we've both been very busy, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about myself. I was actually born in Cuba. I came mm-hmm. when I was three. Um, I've always been into art, but it's not something that I wanted to like pursue. Because, you know, they always say like, oh, artists, you're starting artist and I kind of wanted to go like against that I wanted to change it around I'm like no I'm not going to be a starving artist so Mm -hmm. I was born in Cuba but I came when I was three and then I just I lived in Miami my whole entire life I went to Pace High School which Mm -hmm. is like a private school and then from there I went to FIU not a lot of people know this Mm -hmm. I was actually a second grade teacher for like a whole year Oh, wow. And I realized, yeah, yeah. So you see, I got I'm just going to learn so much about <laughs> yeah, you in this conversation. I know, I so I'm going to dig through everything. And we're friends, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Um, so my mom, you know, like... Cuban parents and Latin parents are like, I need a degree, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, here's your degree. I don't want to be a teacher. Um, it's not for me. I respect it. I think it's, you know, it's it's an amazing job, um, but it's not for me. You know, it would give me anxiety. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would go home and pay. And then that's when I kind of like started realizing like, okay, I don't want to be a teacher. Like I want to be an, a very successful known artist. Little by little, I like just started painting and long oh, story short, sure, because it's, it's, it's a long story. I did an art festival and I sold like all my pieces. I had no tents. Like everybody looked extremely professional. I had no tents. My, like, it was just like a little stake with a canvas and I'm like, all right, fake it till you make it. So, you know, <laughs> people started coming up to me and they're like, how long have you been painting for? I'm like, oh, you know, like six years. Mind you, my tents are like, everything's like falling apart. Um, <laughs> And I just, not <laughs> like the canvas, but I'm like, you know, the mindset so powerful i'm like i'm gonna sell all my paintings this festival Mm -hmm. and i did Mm -hmm. i sold like my first art piece for like four hundred dollars and i was so excited I remember calling my mom and I'm like, mom, I just sold my painting. She's like, yeah. Like at work, she's like, yeah, she sold another one selling all the girls in like the salon. Like she sold another one, another, so, one, um, another one, another one, another <laughs> one. And it was just like very like motivating. And I would see how the other artists would sell. And I sold all my paintings. I made like $3,000 that weekend. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, imagine if I start doing this, like constantly right I started painting little by little looking for events and just getting my name out there giving out paintings for free Mm -hmm. I got rejected so many times so many people were like oh no thank you we're good Mm -hmm. and it's funny because now like those people are like oh my god can can I have a piece like I want one of your paintings
0: that's that's how it always happens and when you say you wanted to be an artist how did you realize that as I mean, we all know, people are always saying, Oh, struggling artists. And also, when I started with my makeup artistry and I told my parents, I want to do this full time, they were like, Why don't you just get a real job and do this on the side? And it was this idea for the longest time that you just have to work in an office for somebody else in order to succeed. So, how did you? So you started painting, you were painting at home just for yourself or you were like, was that like your thing? Were you known for painting? Were you known as like the artist
1: girl or how how did that work when you were growing up? My dad used to be an art teacher in Cuba. So I guess it Mm kind of like runs in the family Mm -hmm. and... I would just do that as a hobby. Once I got out of um, teaching, I would go home and it would like relax me. I'll get into like my little art studio. My mom wanted to kill me when I was little because I painted the whole entire walls. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. That's where it that's, all started. That's how, that's how it starts. <laughs> She's like, that's how it starts. Um, and everything, everywhere I would go, I'll take like a notebook and like start painting in every single place. Like I would, I remember I would even paint like on napkins wherever my mom mm-hmm. would take me. So it's something that's always been inside of me. I just never really was able to showcase I didn't know how to I was more like introverted believe it or not now I'm just like Mm -hmm. crazy butterfly
0: (laughs) (laughs) so this exhibit that you mentioned uh, where you sold your first painting tell me more about that so how did you first off for those who are listening who might not know your work what kind of art do you do what kind of paintings how would you describe your style
1: so it's a little bit of like modern abstract for example like my most popular piece right now is called hidden names Mm -hmm. which it's Thank you. So the family gets to tell me all their names, special words, um, specific dates that are important to them. And then I kind of just like combined it all together. So it becomes like a conversation piece. And it becomes like a game and, you know, you come over and all the time is like, oh, my God, where's my name? And it it just becomes like a modern abstract painting, but then meaningful at the same time. It kind of reminds me of those, you know, now when
0: with the new year, when people I mean, I even posted one of these, like when you put uh, a bunch of letters and then like, what's the first few words that you see? It kind of reminds oh, yes, me of yes, that. Yes, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously yours yeah. is like actual real art. So, is that what you saying? Yeah, start? no, but you're right.
1: When did you start with that? When did you start with this, these specific pieces? So there was a client that wanted like something abstract. She just wanted like a white and black, like lines. She kind of sent me mm-hmm. an, an idea from like that she researched, and then she's like, "Can you make this but like more fun and maybe just like throw my names in there? Her name's Mara. It was like my first like client for that um, process of like the hidden names. But it was like very messy so that I'm like, okay, imagine doing something more like perfect like lines mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so then i did that for another client i told him the idea about it and then he loved it and then it be- kind of like became a trend and then i just had like one of my biggest client um ej Manuel, retired mm-hmm. nfl player mm-hmm. um, i just did his whole home um, which eileen from the, um yeah. designing miami also did his home. so i just did those paintings for him with like a marble background and they loved it so it's mm-hmm. definitely my most like popular piece for sure
0: so so that's no, I love how it, it. I love it. I love it. And I'm gonna share a bunch of the, your uh, f- uh, paintings on my bougie best friend page. For those who are listening, they can check it out. And obviously, I'm gonna share it with your social sh- socials later on. But I want to talk more about mm-hmm. the very beginning because it's always easy to, you know, right now, like, oh, look at her; she's so successful. But I'm sure it was not always like that. And I'm sure, right. you know, there was a lot of self doubt involved. And in, and in how? When did you? How how many years ago was when you started
1: actually pursuing this full time? So it's been eight years already. Mm -hmm. It's been eight years since I started showcasing from that festival. Mm -hmm. Um, But let me tell you, it was very, very hard. Um, I remember my parents, you know, like me crying like at 3 a.m. Like, because I didn't want to give up on my dreams. And I get emotional as talking about it because like nobody really sees like your struggle. They see like, oh, you know, what you put on Instagram and the Mm -hmm. nice photos, but they don't see, you know, the process because... I do believe that if you do want to be successful at something you're so passionate about, that is all you think about. That is your Mm -hmm. every single day motivation. Everything you think about should be that. So that's how I saw it. You know, like my friends are like, oh, let's go party. Let's go this. I was like, oh, no, I want to paint. And it was Mm -hmm. just literally a free painting that was going into a restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how I started the process, but I got knocked out so many times. Um, you know, people would tell me like, "Oh, you know that that's okay." Like, there's so many artists, you're gonna be broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't really turn out that way, but it was very difficult. Like, three a.m. crying, like, "Oh my god, I have to wake up." And it, it it was it was a definitely a process. For sure. So what, how did you learn how to
0: paint <clears throat> somewhere? mean did you go to some kind of classes or something like that I don't know much about art how how do you actually become an artist so that's I'm like interviewing you for the audience but I'm also literally trying to learn how do you okay so you have this amazing talent and you are painting at home you're giving your paintings to your friends and you're giving them how did you like did you you said you gave a painting to a restaurant did you just like call up a restaurant and be like hey I want to give you my painting or how did you like start
1: spreading the word around you So as crazy as it sounds, like for any artist out there, right? You have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are many talented artists out there, but you need to put in the work. Like Instagram is not it. Social media is not it. You actually have to walk, knock, put in the work and be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is my portfolio. I'm an upcoming artist. I would love to display one of my paintings for free in your, in your restaurant, office, whatever it may be. And if it sells, I would give you a percentage. Mm -hmm. So that's it, that easy, but it's, it's not that easy because you have to put in the work. like I said, some, you know, you can't be shy. You have to Mm -hmm. get out of your comfort zone. At first it was very difficult knocking on these doors and getting rejected because I would get rejected. Not Mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to love your art and you need to be Mm -hmm. okay with that. And you can't take it personal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, little by little, like I went to a Cuban restaurant, right? This Mm -hmm. was actually the first restaurant I went to. And I noticed that they were very Latin. So I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to do a rooster. Mm-hmm, and I literally mm-hmm. did this rooster for that restaurant without telling them, mm-hmm. right? And you're, like, thinking maybe what if you get rejected, right? So they loved it, and they ended up buying the painting for, like, $2,000. They mm-hmm. didn't even, we want it. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to put it for free. We actually want it. And I was like, okay. When they asked me how much, I was like, $2,000. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Did you okay, just, like, come up with that on the spot? <laughs> on the spot. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought I was going to give it out for free, thinking to, the, you know, display it. And mind you, I was just, like, two years in, mm-hmm. you know? so, and now the, I, I actually go to that restaurant and I'm like, oh my God, it's still there. And it's like one of my old pieces. Yeah. So to go back to the question that you asked me, like, how did I start? Like the process, my art has completely, it's, it's changed. It's changed its ways because when I first started, I was painting very, like, very abstract to the point that you, you couldn't tell what it was, but it was more like my feelings on that mm-hmm. canvas. Mm-hmm. now I paint my feelings plus the client's story on the canvas. So I mm-hmm. get to know the client. I interact with the client. I I get a sense of their energy, their vibe, what they mm-hmm. want. And I combined my art and they trust me because they mm-hmm. love my art. Mm-hmm. So I do like a mini sketch on paper. And then they're like, okay, we love it. We trust you. I have clients that are just like, do whatever you want. We yeah. love your art. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? So
0: I remember when I was starting with my makeup artistry I never really knew how to um I had a big issue with selling myself but not in a way like I knew who I was and I believed in myself but I didn't know how to put a price on it because art is so abstract like somebody's gonna pay ten thousand dollars for your painting and somebody's gonna say oh this is not worth even a hundred dollars so how do you Right for those who are listening who are artists and they're just kind of confused how much to price their art or how how to even find clients besides like knocking on doors, so let's say you find a client and you have this art piece I mean you say you said on the spot two thousand dollars, like how do you even
1: define how much your art is worth? okay, so I feel like it also has a lot to do with the process, right like the exposure
0: mm-hmm
1: your clientele, how many years you've done it. So let's say if you're an artist that just, obviously we all know that our our art is worth a lot because it's dedicating our time, how much time we've dedicated to this piece. You know, a lot of paintings are a lot, they take a lot longer than other pieces. So that's already an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Exposure, connections. If you look at your audience, let's say if you have 50 followers and you have two paintings on your Instagram, It's really hard for you, not that you can, but it's really hard for you to showcase your portfolio and be like, hey, um, I'm going to sell my paintings at Mm $5,000. What's your background? Like what, you know, so it has to do a lot, I believe, with the clientele, um, the years of experience, the people and the quality of your art. How many years of art you've been doing. When I first started seven years ago, I was selling paintings at $400 because I knew that I just needed to get my name out there. Mm -hmm. I just sold my last piece. And this is not to brag. This is actually like to motivate people. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now I just sold my last piece at 10 K, Yeah, you know, and it's crazy, but you know, I was on billboards, I was on TV, But it's taken me, I was artist of the year last year. So it's taken me a really long time and the connections and the events and the people and the talking and the networking to be able to sell my paintings at that price. Mm -hmm. Patience, I tell everybody, patience is key and consistency too. Mm -hmm. because you can't just be an artist and be like, okay, I'm going to paint today and I have two followers and I have one post and I'm going to sell my painting at 10,000. I mean, yeah, (laughs) if if you do that, congrats, but like, it's probably not going to happen.
0: And you You know, know, it's it's a process. I really love that you literally just said how much financially, like how much you were charging then, how much you sold it now, because I feel like women are ashamed to talk about money because we were kind of conditioned to not talk about money because that was like not, not, I don't know, I never used to know how to talk about money and now I'm literally pushing myself even sometimes to discuss money with my friends with, because in the business world it's, it's all about money. I mean, obviously it's not all about money in real life, but in business people do business to make money. So there's nothing shameful in charging what you're worth and what your work is worth. So for those who are, so let's say, okay, somebody is an artist, they are doing the work, they are, you know, putting themselves out there. How did you, is there, was there a moment for you that you were like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna change everything for me. Can you remember a moment that you were like, wow, this was,
1: this is really going somewhere? Absolutely. So I would say last year, around March, when I got the news that I was selected, I like to be the artist of the year for Carnival Miami, which has always been a goal of mine right there. Automatic boost. I was on TV. I was being interviewed. I was getting so many podcasts. And that really did help me out. I was in a music video with a Cuban um, artist. And, you know, it just started. The hard part is keeping that momentum. But that was that was definitely the, the breaking point for me where I realized, oh, wow, like I'm going to blow up. And then that's it. From there, it was, so I would say March of last year, but after like, let's say six, seven years of hard work and just, you know, getting out there. Tell me about so, this award again. How, how did that happen? Okay, so Carnival Miami and Coral Gables, it's a festival, it's one of the, like the largest festivals that they do every single year. Mm-hmm. And then that year... Um, they select one artist to be, like, the local artist of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was so thankful to to be able to be that artist. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just such an honor that you paint um, this, this painting that is describing you, your Latin roots, and a little bit of, like, the Kiwanis, which mm-hmm. is their team so Mm -hmm. i combined all of that together and i did like a rooster with a cigar and a palm tree and monkeys and dominoes kind of representing my cuban roots and then they print it and they put it all over coral gables and on tv and it was awesome it was a cool experience how did you say that your style
0: changed throughout the years you said you started with really abstract which were like basically basically your feelings on the canvas how did you kind of make that more streamlined to what it is today?
1: Um, it, it, that's actually a, a, a No one's ever asked me that. So I think that, you know, by getting more clients, because I first started painting for myself mm-hmm. and I would sell paintings and then clients started requesting like animals. And I'm like, oh my God, like animals. <laughs> okay, fine. But then I'm like, how do I turn this like hobby into a business? I got to paint animals. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started you know, getting out of my comfort zone and then I posted it and then people were like, okay, now I want a cat. I want a dog. I want a monkey. I was like, oh, the zoo. Perfect. (laughs) But it was paying off. It was paying off. So I'm like, okay, so you want, and they started getting very creative. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like a rooster with a hat and a guitar. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, really testing me. So I got out of my comfort zone and I'm like, okay. So the more stuff they would add, the more I would charge. And yeah. they're like, okay, no more. No more hats. No more. <laughs> so that's it. That's kind of how it, it... Yeah, you just mentioned hats. Tell
0: me about that because you also... You, you, you don't paint just on canvas. You paint on objects, I would say. On Panama hats. Yeah, okay, yeah. Tell me, tell me, how did so, that start?
1: You know, Miami, it's all about fashion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I started painting. I went to Colombia... Uh, and I saw that they were painting like on hats and and I got inspired. They did like an LC hat for me and then I posted it and then a client was like, oh my God, I want one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, you got to come to Colombia. And I'm like, wait, hold on. You know (laughs) me Business mindset. So I'm like, how how can I turn this into like a business too? Uh So then I started doing research and homework and I wanted obviously like the best quality hats. And, you know, I did at first, I was like, "These I'm going to be honest, these hats were like not that great. Mm -hmm. They would get wet and they would die. So I was like, okay, no, I can't sell this. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing more research. I sell Panama hats with an adjustable band inside, waterproof, you know, and it just kind of blew up. And that, to be honest with you, it helped me a lot as it would attract people to my page and they're like, oh, you also do paintings. Mm -hmm. So it was more like a fashion statement that would attract people to doing canvases. And then they would go to my page and they're like, oh, I want a painting, Mm -hmm. but realistically now that we talk about it the hats kind of gave me even more exposure then i started doing jean jackets Mm -hmm. so it was all more like merch like Elsie merch yeah so and then i saw girls at the airport with my jackets it was awesome that's
0: the best moment i know when i had my first merch drop when i saw a girl on the street wearing my hat it was late at night here in miami and i started running towards her and my I was with Wes and he was like yo you can't just like run to a stranger in the middle of the night she's gonna (laughs) think you're crazy I was like I know but she's wearing my hat look at her and then I just took a photo from from the back and then you just see that like it's it's so special when you see your work out there so tell me when you were what would you say is what would you say is the biggest
1: challenge you faced as an artist getting rejected getting rejected. you know, in, in the beginning and, and still, I, I still, you know, there's some clients that, you know, I, I give up a price and I'm not going to lower my price just because, you know, not everybody, my art's not for everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's been something that, that has been difficult. Like when I give them a price on a certain painting, they're like, oh, you know, let me talk to my husband. That's already an automatic, you no. Know? Mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it it's actually helped me realize like the value and the quality because it's, it's true. My My paintings take two to three weeks. They take a while so that's kind of like you know i would say that 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 may like getting rejected just because mm-hmm. you know like you give them a certain price but and not lowering i think it's really important not to lower mm-hmm. your 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 standards i would say mm-hmm. you know your quality of work mm-hmm. just because you know you, you lose that client thinking okay fine i just lost like you know, a certain amount just because that client said no, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Cause then there will be someone that will be able to like mm-hmm. afford your piece. That's kind of like how I see it.
0: Can you walk us through your process? So let's say I'm a client. I have an idea of what I want. How do you So you obviously have a conversation. You get to know them. How does it work? Like, Walk me through the entire process.
1: Everyone I interact with, I make sure that they know I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. So whatever conversation we have, et cetera, like, let me get your Instagram. Let me get your handle. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to show my husband. So or sometimes they just mainly on instagram love your hidden names painting how can we move forward you know mm-hmm. i'm like okay so this is we need 15 to 20 names send me a photo of where you would like to place the wall so i can help you with size um sometimes i go to the client's house if it's easier for them if not they'll just update but you know i tell them i already can tell by the wall i'm like measure it that's a 36 by 48 they're like I'm like trust me, it's gonna look good. <laughs> They're like how do you know by the what? They measure it with like duct tape, send me a photo, and then we're like, okay, perfect. Then I give them pricing, they pay a deposit, and then I tell them two to three weeks, and then boom, then they have their piece. I deliver it and we install it. I have a team that we go together and we install it. So. That's the process for like painting.
0: But tell me about I, I'm like just <laughs> digging deep here. Well, yeah. You set everything with the client, and then you come home. And how do you how do you actually do the work? Like, do you like sketch start. it out? Yeah, do you sketch it out first, and then you like I, I really don't know anything about it, so I'm just like curious.
1: Yeah. No. 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 So I'm glad you asked. So for example, like I sketch it out to them. They send me the names Mm -hmm. and then I, for example, hidden names, right? Mm -hmm. They'll tell me like all the names and then I combine them together. So like, let's say power, Mm -hmm. I would sketch out power and then I connect it with uh, persistence, let's say Mm -hmm. confidence, uh, special date. And I kind of connect it together and then I send it out to them once the client approves it, then I move forward Mm -hmm. with the painting. Sometimes they're like, oh, I don't want the names there. So once I keep redoing, um, their, 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 their sketch until they approve, once they approve and we move forward with the painting, Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty easy. I feel like the most difficult part is like getting the actual size. Um, cause sometimes, you know, it's too small. It's, you know, they're like, no, I want it smaller. And then when I, Get the painting put inside. They're like, yeah, we should have gone bigger. Okay, I told you, <laughs> but it's okay, you know. But that's
0: kind of the process how it works. So when you were starting with your art and you were, you know, taking it seriously, how did you know what products you need to use?
1: So, for example, when I first started um, painting, I realized that the quality of the canvases that I was using at first were not as great. Mm-hmm. So then I started doing more research online, like, what's the best quality? What's the best resin? Um, at first, I would use resin that, you know, wasn't as great. What does resin mean? Um, obviously. So resin is a liquid that you mix to, that I put on top of the canvas to make it like a clear glass. Mm-hmm. So I mix two products together and then I pour it at the end once I'm done with the painting and then it turns the painting into like, basically like a gloss, like a, mm-hmm. it looks like glass. Like the painting is behind glass. Mm. So I was using not as great product. Like I was using like acrylic. Now I use golden paint, which is like the top paint. Like very nice, pricey, very pricey (laughs) Pricey. quality paint. Pricey. It, it's so worth it because you want to give out, yeah, let's mention Pricey, but you want to give out the best quality out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it lasts, your, all my paintings have lasted. I have clients that have had paintings for like nine years mm-hmm. and it's, it still looks the same. Um, materials are very, very important.
0: Is there any specific brands or any specific brushes that you use that you can share?
1: Um, brushes, I, I'm honestly, if I touch them and I know that like they're soft, that mm-hmm. that works i don't have a specific brand um for mm-hmm. paint i highly recommend Gold- golden Mm-hmm. Um, and for resin, if, if artists want to resin their paintings, art resin, look at me spilling all my secret juices, <laughs> art resin, they art can resin have your recipe, it. but they don't have your sauce. No. And honestly, I love to help artists. I have a few artists that reach out to me and they're like, you know, you're so motivating. And mm-hmm. you know, one, one of the girl, one, um, I'm not going to say her name, but she's so sweet. And I invited her to the studio and she's like, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for helping me out. And she's. She's like, I look up to you. And Mm -hmm. you know, I was just giving her like some tips and pointers and she spent a day with me in the studio. And she's like, that's so motivating. And I think it's important to give and do good Mm -hmm. without expecting because you know, you just that multiplies, you Mm -hmm. know, in other ways. What would you
0: say made you stand out from other artists? Would you say it was your the style of paintings? Would you say that your confidence? Like, what what do you think is something that people maybe should work on if they wanna? Kind of get to that next level and
1: make their hobby into an actual career. Absolutely. I think that getting out of your comfort zone, um, a lot of artists that I've noticed Um, because i interact with a lot of artists they're very introverted right um they're Mm -hmm. very quiet shy i think it's really important to get out of your comfort zone and even if if it's something that you don't want to do go for it like don't Mm -hmm. think about it just go for it go talk to that person go dm that client you know reach out don't think about it just do so i think that's something that has helped me a lot because at first i was very shy believe it or not. and I cannot um, imagine
0: you shy, honestly. I I, I know.
1: I I, I mean, I I love you the way you
0: are, but I I just don't, I can't imagine you being shy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I was, I was very shy and I got out of my comfort zone, you know, and I remember having a conversation with my mom. My mom's like, you know, do it, go out there, do it. And she's always, my mom, I call her superwoman. She's mm-hmm. always been very like feminist and mm-hmm. girl power. And you gotta go out there. And, you know, I would always tell her, I'm like, there's so many men that are artists. And she's like, exactly. That's why you need to be the very known, well, woman artist. you know? And <laughs> and she always she always motivated me, pushed, pushed me to like my limits. So mm-hmm. I think that that's something that, you know, getting under your comfort zone definitely is a must to be able mm-hmm. to get out there. And so, I love what
0: you said that you, you if somebody doesn't want to pay the price <clears> that you said or maybe they don't like your art you can't really take it personally because everybody has their own taste, their own opinions and like we don't even like everybody so why would everybody, you know, why why is everybody supposed to like what we are doing? So it's I know it's very hard to not take it personal because even for me today if I'm trying to work with a brand and they, you know, they don't want to work with me or something, I'm like but you know, I just always think like it's against me but maybe right now for that moment it's just not it's just not meant to be and I don't want to sound like a hallmark card but like what's meant for you is not going to pass you by so like absolutely that client was obviously not supposed to be the client that you you know were supposed to work with and you
1: have to be okay with it you have to be okay with it and I feel like that was kind of the hard part for me like accepting rejection Mm -hmm. but better things turn out you know what would you say for
0: artists who maybe they're really talented, but they don't know which way they should go?
1: I would say definitely start with a portfolio. Start building a clientele. Start with building your Instagram. Start mm-hmm. actually putting you know photos on your portfolio and going to a lot of networks and just mm-hmm. talking to people. Get your Instagram. Every single person that you interact with, every single person, just tell them like, oh, look, I'm an artist. I look at my artwork. I start a mm-hmm. conversation. Be like, oh, add me. I don't even give people my number. Mm-hmm. I'm like, add me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Add me on Instagram. And that's how you start building clientele and definitely getting to, going to a lot of networks. You need to put in the work. Weekends, mm-hmm. go to events. Look online. Like, art art events in Miami. Mm-hmm. Dedicate time. Take your portfolio. Be like, hi, I'm an artist here in Miami. It's Mm -hmm. word of mouth. It's, it's just getting out there, putting in the work. So Mm -hmm. I would say that that's, you know, a way to Mm -hmm. start your client, your get a website, Mm -hmm. add photos, talk to people, go to events, make connections. Mm -hmm. We're tired. We're all tired, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) excuses are for the weak. Mm -hmm. You got to put in the work. You got to get out there. Mm -hmm. Anything and everything is possible. When you started with your art,
0: what did people around you say because whenever somebody's doing something different, people are you know they, they have maybe their weird comments like did you ever have something like that in your life personally
1: so i don't really like um much talk about it, but it's it, it's a motivation for everyone out there right um, you know when I was going through that phase of like breaking up with, with my previous relationship. Um, I I remember, you know, um, Oh, you're not going to be, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be any, anybody you're, you're not going to get to you where you want to be. You're no one without me that narcissist energy. Right. Mm -hmm. It kind of like just gave me the biggest boost of my life. And Mm -hmm. I ended up I'm like, okay, stay quiet. I don't, fight fire with fire so i'm like i just stayed quiet keep it professional i rebranded my whole entire business it went from lc original paintings to art by chirino when Mm -hmm. i did that transition i have a studio Mm -hmm. in brickle i did it all on my own i have Mm -hmm. a home in midtown Mm -hmm. i'm the happiest i've ever been and i you know sometimes we need to go through those stages You know, it it sucks, but we need to go through those difficult moments. I wouldn't say it wasn't that difficult, but you know, Mm -hmm. in general, that, that being rejected by someone that you loved, it really opened my eyes because I really wanted to prove to myself and everyone that you can do it. You don't need a man to be able to be successful. You don't need anybody. You may want someone, but you don't need them. Mm -hmm. So for me, that just, I just wanted to prove to myself that I can do it. And I did. Now I have a beautiful art gallery with water view front that I did by myself. I have two employees that work with me full time. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything just blew up into just magical Mm -hmm. and it was smooth, easy, but, you know, I went through that, that, that stage of being rejected that, you know, you're nobody without me, you Mm -hmm. can't do this. And, you know, the men, or whatever. And I'm in the best stage of my life right now. And I became artist of the year and everything mm-hmm. just kind of like blessings on blessings. So, you know, if someone puts you down, let that just be a motivation to prove them wrong
0: mm-hmm.
1: and shoot for the stars because everything and anything is possible. And remember, like I always tell everyone, you don't need anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. you may want them, but you don't need them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how
0: I feel that most successful women have somebody in their life. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can be their family member or something, but somebody who told them that they're not going to make it. And that is just like a fire that keeps you pushing going more and more. And, And at the end of the day, like that was the motivation. And I feel like this entire episode is pretty much about taking rejection and Transferring it into a positive and just being motivated by rejection. And I think that's so interesting. So, I have a question when it comes to your personal. And professional life when you, you said like when you were working for a client, you're working on a piece for about two weeks. Are you working like nonstop? How does that mesh with your personal
1: life or like how, how does that look like? So how it works is, you know, not every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired to paint. There's, I do have my days that I I've always told myself that I need to be true to myself, that if I'm not feeling inspired that specific Monday, it's OK. Take a break. Mm-hmm. Do I meditate a lot? So, you know, I would meditate I'm like, let me come back to myself, take a few minutes, then I'll get into the studio. And then that's when I start creating. I never touch a canvas if I'm not inspired. And maybe the client sees it like a perfect piece, but in my eyes, I'm like, no, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, it can get very tricky and difficult. Like I said, like I don't pay every single day, only the days Mm -hmm. that I'm inspired. So I'll do like media content and I'll, and I'll, I'll do other things, you know, other than actually touching a canvas. Um, I like to paint at night. That's when I'm really inspired. Not a lot of people know this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I'm most inspired. And sometimes, you know, like my boyfriend would be like, hey, babe, you know, like, are you coming home? He's great. He's very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been, I'm very thankful that I have him in my life. But, you know, you need a, a partner that's going to be supportive. And he's okay with me painting on a Saturday night till 2, 3 a.m., mm-hmm. um, going to work events. And I think it, that that's very important to have a partner that's just going to you know, accept you and, and your schedule, you know, he has a nine to five. So sometimes he gets out of the, uh, out of the office a little bit later and, you know, communication. Mm -hmm. Um, but having Cuban family can be a little difficult, you know? (laughs) Oh, we got to cut the pork on Saturday and your grandma's going to be here and you're painting. And I'm like, you know, so it's that, um, I believe that that would be probably like the most difficult, mm-hmm. you know, trying to balance like family and work because, some, you know, they're I they're, they're Cuban. They don't understand. They're like, "What do you mean you're painting on a Saturday?" I was like, "Yes, you yeah. make my bills. I'm yeah. painting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know but but balancing work and personal life can get tricky. I try to mix some at times like I'll tell my boyfriend come to come with me to like this work event and mm-hmm. you know um but yeah it can, it can definitely get tricky, but you just gotta stay focused
0: hmm I mean with so, whenever you're running a business, whatever type of business you have. You're, as you said in the beginning, like you're thinking about this 24 seven, this is your entire life and you're so passionate about it. And sometimes when people even ask me how people, you know, approach me and they're like, you're so consistent. You're so motivated. I'm so inspired by you. Like, how do you do all of that? I'm like, this is the only thing I think about. I wake up and I think about my content. I go to sleep. I dream about my content. And for some people, you know, they might say, oh, it's just, you're just posting videos or something. I mean, you know, people always, no, you put in the work. Yeah. But people don't understand that this is like truly what I truly, truly want to do. And I feel like when you find that something that really fires you up and makes you so happy that you, nothing else really matters. And what you, what I like when you mentioned that your family, you know, sometimes call like, how can you paint on a Saturday? And stuff. people who don't feel that same passion about their work, for example, not to say anything negative about, you know, other people's work, but like if, if you don't feel so passionate about your career, you're not going to understand why I don't want to go hang out on a Friday and get drunk and fall asleep the entire Saturday. Like when I when I didn't, feel motivated when i didn't really have that something that was making me happy i was hanging out with everyone and anyone and i didn't like i was just wasting my energy on all these things that didn't really matter but now i would rather keep that energy for me and for my business so i can literally be focused and sit and just like do the work because sometimes also you're gonna do things that you don't want to do like i actually want to ask you about your um what is the, the what is the most annoying part you would say when it comes to not just being an artist but when it comes to being a business owner for me i I don't like sitting on my computer sending emails coordinating like I don't like doing that logistical kind of technical part I would say editing videos and stuff like I can do that, but it's so Ugh. time consuming, so I'm wondering for you what is like something that if you can totally remove that from your business what would that something
1: be oh my gosh the process of doing your hair and makeup <laughs> and going to an event yeah. and it's not like a great event you know yeah. um and just i feel believe it or not i'm i'm more like of a homebody even though it doesn't seem like it mm-hmm. i love being in my studio in my in my cozy corner like that's my that's my home right mm-hmm. um Actually getting like, for example, like one of my friends would be like, oh, come to come with me to this event. It's going to be amazing. Every event is amazing. Right. (laughs) So, you know, doing your hair, your makeup, going over there and they're like, and then you're like, oh, great. This is not what I expected. I'm going to get no business out of this. But it sucks because you want to go into everything and anything. Right. With a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. But then if you're like at a rave, you know, you're not going to yeah, get like yeah, this. I don't obviously. know. Like, you know, it depends. <laughs> so I, I feel like, obviously I'm not going to go to rave, but it's just like the, the, you know, going to that event and then you get there, you had high expectations, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then realizing, okay, maybe this isn't like the kind of like the crowd that I, I thought it was going to be. And then you get a little bumped out. So your energy goes low, but I still try to stay positive. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to have a drink, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the most like annoying part of of my business because like I said, you have to go out there. You have to network. You're not going to do everything and get every client through online. Yeah. You know, you, you have to meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that, and then maybe driving uh, to the client's house because I, add in the price delivery and installation included Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and sometimes i'm like such in a rush that i don't really i assume they're in miami and they're like oh we live in plantation Mm -hmm. like an hour and something minutes away and i'm like Mm -hmm. yay (laughs) so but 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 so i would say that's the most annoying part but then i love it because i get there i see their reaction and you know it's worth it you know it's it's meeting the client and it's worth it It, it's exciting Mm
0: -hmm. How can an artist get into a gallery? What is the process in getting into a gallery and like showcasing your work? Yeah, so you would
1: reach out to the gallery obviously have like a media portfolio mm-hmm. of all your work, then you would apply. Every gallery is different. So there's different process and, and, and um steps, but you would apply once you get approved, mm-hmm. then that's it. You start displaying your art on a specific day when they have that event. So you basically you, so find, a gallery, it's, it's not you find a gallery
0: you find a gallery you want to showcase your work and you find a contact and you're like, hey, I'm an artist. I would love to share my work in your gallery. And then you go through the process if they approve, they're not approve, and then
1: and that's right and then you would give some some galleries you have to give them like a percentage if they sell the painting mm-hmm. let's say your painting was to sell for I don't know 5k mm-hmm. you have to give them maybe it depends on like how their gallery mm-hmm. um, you know their percentage some galleries are like no we just want to display it which is very rare but usually a lot of galleries um want a percentage off mm-hmm. the painting like once it sells so mm-hmm. that's like the process is there something you're excited about for this year is there any plans that you want to share with us right now honestly I've been working on a few festivals that I want to do I want to showcase at more festivals Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking also in New York Mm -hmm. so I've been looking to showcase some of my paintings in New York um, be a little more worldwide Mm -hmm. because in Miami um, I have a lot of clientele in Miami and I just want to make it more like worldwide so I want to travel more Mm -hmm. and do more art festivals Mm -hmm. worldwide so that's something that I'm I'm looking for Mm -hmm. this year more exciting different no, uh-huh. I actually want to say a funny story, which I want to—I me, me. want everyone to know because it was such an awesome. Do you remember when we went to this event um, to see Eileen in mm-hmm. her show, yeah. and we had—we were just sitting in the front, and one of the girls was like taking photos of your head yeah. behind yeah, you, yeah. and it was so motivating, and it was—it was the cutest thing ever, guys. I swear this was. Awesome. She ran. We were there actually to watch. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we went. Yeah. We were with Kat, and yeah, and she came up to. She's like, "Oh my God, you're Coco. Oh my God, I want to take a photo with you." It was the cutest thing. So I love that, and that was awesome. I had to share yeah, that. No, <laughs> I had to I, share that for your I
0: love when I love when my followers come and say hi. I think that's like that's yeah. my favorite part of like my work. I think honestly, when somebody comes to me yeah. and then and they tell me you literally changed my life, like that's what makes my heart jumped. Yeah. Yeah. My darling Elsie, this was wonderful. And I am so grateful that you were on my podcast. And I hope that all of our artists and entrepreneurs listening are going to get inspired by this conversation. And definitely, is there anything else that you want to
1: share final thought or something? I would say that consistency is key. Never give up on something that you want so bad. Eat, sleep, dream mm-hmm. of your passion. Um, you know, just just follow your passion. I think it's really important that if if you're very dedicated to something, don't let anything or anyone stop you from wanting this because anything and everything is possible so that's something that you know it's really important i always go by that find your passion and like follow it definitely
0: please share your instagram socials all that where they can follow you i'm obviously gonna put everything in the show notes but just tell us your handles and all that. yeah
1: so my instagram handle is art by chidino and I, I, love Chirino, it. I love it and i love I- pronouncing <laughs> it i'm just gonna call you Chirino from now Chirino. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Uh, But yeah, Art by Chirino, that's mainly where you can find me. I'm currently in the process of rebranding my whole website, which is also going to be like Art by Chirino so many women look up to you and I think that you're doing an awesome job out there It's you're very motivating a lot of women look up to you um, your words your looks your style I think that you are very motivating you're beautiful you're talented so you know I, I it's an honor to be on your podcast Aww. I wanted you to know that
0: thank you so much I mean this that. was such a wonderful way to end <laughs> this conversation and yeah I think we need to invite our bougie besties to leave a 5 star rating and review if they enjoyed this conversation and i'm pretty sure they will because i love your energy and your vibe and all that so thank you everybody for listening and i'll see you in the next episode
1: thank you friends bye guys